Welcome to the Work Reset Revolution. So today I'm here with Dr. Emma Lawrence and Emma is a Mental Health Innovations Fellow at the Institute of Global Health Innovation at Imperial College London. And she leads the climate change and mental health programme there called Climate Cares. Welcome, Emma. Uh, thanks so much, Cara. It's a pleasure to be here. So what are the biggest challenges you're seeing at the moment in terms of mental health and especially around our our eco our eco health and our climate health? Yeah, thanks so much. So I know you're particularly interested in how we're seeing people respond within workplaces, but yeah. just to note that in a broader context, climate change and mental health are linked in in many, many ways. And this includes, you know, as people are experiencing more um, extreme high temperatures, uh, more extreme and more frequent weather events around the world, uh, and also experiencing ongoing destabilization of the conditions we need for good mental health. So even things like the cost of living crisis, uh, the food and water insecurity that can flow from um, ultimately uh, climate-related impacts. Um, and so climate change and mental health also have common causes in many of the ways we're structuring our current society. Some of the things that we're doing, uh, you know, namely the biggest one, burning fossil fuels, is uh, bad for the climate, but it's also um, leading to air pollution, which has big physical and mental health impacts. So there's a whole range of ways that climate change is worsening the mental health of people around the world. But we also see this in terms of how people are thinking and feeling now and about the future within their work and within their lives and livelihoods, um, both because some of their uh, livelihoods are being threatened by climate, but also because they're thinking about the, the threat of climate and insufficient climate action from leaders and sometimes even from the, the places that they work in and thinking you know, feeling understandable, strong emotions and distress uh, about what's happening. And yep. so we're hearing from young people, but also climate scientists, from people studying in this space that working sustainably within these fields, and we need every career into the future to be a climate career because climate is touching every aspect of our society, will require transformation across every aspect of our society. So at the moment we're hearing this distress and negative mental health impacts from people working within some of these spaces. But, you know, into the future, everyone will need to be considering climate within their careers and within their studies. And we need to make sure that A, that's happening, but B, that's happening in a way that provides people with the skills to support their own mental health and work sustainably in those contexts and allows them space to really process and consider those um, emotional and mental health challenges of grappling with with the threats of um, a changing climate. So yeah, absolutely. So climate action is part of every role, every job. Um, I totally agree with that. And in our initial research paper that we did uh, with you at Imperial, uh, also talking about potential solutions that organisations can already do or to already open up this conversation and help um, especially some of the younger generation, but across the board, really, uh, lower that climate anxiety because we're seeing that there is a, a, a potential link of climate anxiety and burnout. And, um, you know, we, we so, so what would you say that organisations can do to, to take steps towards um, lowering the climate anxiety? Because people are bringing that into the workplace, either 
consciously or subconsciously. Yeah, for sure. So we're really interested, as you know, in exploring this further. But what we hear uh, anecdotally in the work so far is that there are people who are already studying or working in this space who really deeply care. They really deeply care about others, about the world, and they're researching and witnessing the changes that are already happening. And they're really wanting to make change in the world. And it feels understandably super, super urgent. And so it can be really difficult to balance that care and that desire to make a difference with the other aspects of their life. And so to work, whether it's in climate activism or in climate related careers or studying in a way that's sustainable, um, it's also can be difficult to hold the understandable emotional responses that come with learning about the facts of the climate and ecological crisis. So when you hear um, the facts, it can be understandably scary. There can be a lot of grief and an anger mm. um, and sense of betrayal, particularly for young people um, going in to study and, and learn in these spaces um, from the older generations. And so, you know, there is uh, this tension between holding all of that and, and allowing space to process that while also working um, to make change and creating hope through your actions, but doing so in a way that is sustainable because we know that action and action with others can be protective of mental health and also is obviously vital for climate action. Um, but when people really, really care, understandably, and feel that sense of urgency, giving them the tools to think about how they do that in a way that balances um, with the rest of their lives and, and also both holds their sense of having some agency to address this while also not feeling the weight of the entire issue on their shoulders. So what is ultimately needed is for workplaces themselves to the leaders within organisations to both a take appropriate um, climate action. So to make sure their organisation is acting, because for people, a lot of the distress comes not just from climate itself, but from, again, that sense of betrayal and inaction from the people in positions of power. So having people within organisations take visible climate leadership is really important and also it makes the workplace really attractive for a lot of um, people coming in we hear that uh, you know there's a lot of surveys now showing that people want to work within organizations that are doing things in line with their values and we know increasingly that um, people do care about this uh, understandably and, and um, for good reasons a lot particularly young people inheriting this future so number one, to take uh, climate leadership within their organisation. Yeah. Number two, to um, provide space for their employees to be able to talk about how they're thinking and feeling in appropriate ways. So providing um, support essentially and mental health support um, and coping support that's climate informed. And there are organisations and groups, including Climate Cares at, uh, that I work for at Imperial College London, also Softer Success, who are working on these kind of um, tools and resources and support um, that can support organisations uh, to process uh, what their and how their employees are thinking and feeling. And obviously, it does depend partly on the workspace as well, and workplace as well. But yep. you know, particularly for groups who are working and studying within this um, field, you know, having that that support is really vital. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it's really making sure and that's something we also do at softer success is is that is climate well-being right so making sure that that this is not just something that the business is taking care of the company's sustainability and and 
minimizing um, the effects of, of uh, well, just taking climate action, but also for employees, but holding that safe space for them to understand, to talk about it, enable them to take action uh, on a personal level and a team level as well. Um, so, so Emma, thank you so much. This has been really enlightening, and I know um, you're working on a on another big piece of research around this at the moment. Um, is there something you'd be able to 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 tell about that? What's coming out? Yeah, so there's a number of, of projects in the pipeline, and it would be great to share more in the future. Um, but also to note, we're working on a year long project to try and align the climate and mental health field globally um, and we have a launch event for that on the 18th of April uh, and we'd love everyone interested in this space to be involved particularly researchers but also people working in in health or, or policy um, within these uh, relevant many relevant disciplines that come together and intersect in yeah. uh, the area of climate change and mental health and also people with lived experience of these kind of impacts so we can share more with your your listeners if they're interested. Absolutely. We'll put the links at the bottom. Thank you so much, Emma. This has been fantastic to talk to you today. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Work Research Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info at to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution.